That's recording? Yeah. Wait, don't we need like an iMovie or something? Or are we just mm -hmm. using the record on the Zoom? We're, record we're, we're using the record on the Zoom. Five, six, six seven, eight. eight. I'm Renee. And I'm Keenan. And this is Stage Notes Bay Area. So we are here again, and today we have some Bay Area uh, reviews for everybody. Okay, so this summer we saw the national tour of Les Mis. What did we see at Woodminster? We saw Gypsy, and then you saw Beautiful. Yeah, so Keenan only saw one show at Woodminster. I saw two. Yes. And then we finished the summer out with... Becoming Robin Hood. At Berkeley Playhouse. Yes. So we're going to talk about those four shows in our summer wrap-up. We also saw Falsettos, and we have a special guest later this episode. Wow, you're right, Keenan. We did see a lot. So we actually have five shows, and we yes. have a special guest today for all of you. So we'll get to that later. Yeah. Who's a special guest? You guys need to learn how to tease things. Okay. All right, so. Who's the special guest? <laughs> All right, and we saw a fifth show. Yes. Literally, who is the special guest? <laughs> Kyle Herrera. Woo, Kyle Herrera Woo. we have today on the podcast. We saw Kyle in falsettos at yes. The Pair this summer. So five shows. We were busy. He played Mendel. He played Mendel. Yes. yes. All right, let's get into it, Keenan. Let's Kenan. start with Les Mis. Start with Les Mis. Okay, so we saw the national tour of Les Mis. Yes. This was not my first time seeing Les Mis. Yes, it was one of my first. I saw a production of Les Mis. I have like an image in my head. It was a kid's production, but you know. So this was like my first like real production of Les Mis that I saw. Professional and production. It's very iconic. Yeah, did you like it? Did it live up to... Um... I really liked it. I really did. Yeah. And well... the set was really like... The set blew me away and... <clears throat> The Jean Valjean was also incredible. The Jean Valjean was amazing. From oh, yeah. someone who has seen the show many, many times, um, I think he was my favorite Jean Valjean. He really? was quite young to play the role. He was really young. Mm -hmm. yeah. They aged him well, though. They put him in some wigs. Yes. And um, when he sang Bring Him Home, he held that note for so long. Yeah. Like, the audience went, Bananas. But the but the but the. How long is long when you're singing? Like it. Like it was incredible. Like I don't know how he had a breath, the breath for that long. Like long enough that he held it like through the Caldecott Tunnel that long. Oh, okay, that's good. But Mental. but the applause was longer than the notes. Well, because everyone was just like, Freaking the audience out. was like holding their breath. Like, thinking it went far past the moment of, like, is he really still singing? Yeah. And then when he finally finished the amount of, like, control he had, it was just, it was it was pretty amazing. Well, yeah, chilling to the core. Yeah. Oh, it's a beautiful so song regardless. And then yeah. he really and added Yeah, and then he, he added his little spin to that yeah. final note. It was nice. Yeah. You liked, yes. I mean, the kids are always a highlight in that show. The kids are definitely a highlight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they made some edits to the show, which, I mean, it's it's long Hawkins. <laughs> yeah, it's right when you think it's gonna end, they'll hit you with like five more scenes, and then and then you're like, okay, Bows is about to happen, and then they hit you with like another two more. Yeah, like, welcome yeah. to Les Mis. Um, yeah, Les Mis always long. Um, but they made some cuts. I thought the cuts were necessary. 
There was um, one cut in particular that we yeah. did not like very much. Well, I love Gavroche, and I was really yes. excited for Keenan to see the little boy part. And I was sad to inform Keenan that his he's too tall now. His Gavroche yeah. days have passed. Oh, um, but they cut his song. I mean, yeah. he sings like a small verse of it. You hear it, but you hear it for like a hot second, and then they move on. So I was sad that they cut. Yes. Um, I mean, how do you know what they cut? I mean, are you such a lay Miz head? She you know, just. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Oh, I'm, I mean, there are. So there are like lay Miz people who are obsessed. Like it's kind of a. I maybe we call it a cult favorite. It has a following. Um, mm. I wouldn't say it's my favorite. I think it's a beautiful. I know, favorite. but how do you know? Like the little boy has like a you know one um, line because I've choreographed the show. I've twice and I have seen it probably five times. <laughs> so I just know it well. And you know, so you I'm, are a lady's head. <laughs> so you are. A I'm not. Head. I have no like. I have no lameis swag. I feel like if you are a lameis head, you're like the person who wears like the lameis sweatshirt, like have, on a random. You, Friday. You I literally have hat. this like keychain that's sitting on my desk. One day more. And, well, and who bought that other... for you at the show? My grandma. Yeah, we went with it grandma was, and grandpa. It was really nice. How about when um, Papa, who's my dad. Oh, my grandpa, God. Papa um, informs us during intermission that this is the only musical he likes. And Keenan and I were like, uh, okay, thank, thanks. We've... Thanks, Papa. We're in musicals all the time. You don't like yeah. any of our work. <laughs> such a that's such a guy thing to say. Like, I don't really like musicals, but this one's I okay. You, no one's questioning your manhood. It, it's fine. All right. Okay. Um, Les Mis was great. <laughs> let's, move, let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, Woodminster. So yes. I I grew up working at Woodminster. Brendan, have I ever taken you to a show at Woodminster? Have you have outside? You seen... Yeah. Yeah. It's the big amphitheater. The company's been around forever. Yeah, I want to do a show there. Keenan does one. It's a very fun venue. So, yes. can you tell us what Gypsy is about, buddy? Because I don't know. Um, this is a perfect show for an eleven-year-old to tell you what it's about. Yeah. Keenan, what's Gypsy about? So it's about this mom who is trying to get her girls to like the to like vaudeville, Broadway, like the best of the best. Where does she find success? What kind of? She finds success in a strip club. Yeah. Burlesque. Yeah. So right, I'm there. Up. I'm good. Yeah. And okay. then her mom has to learn to let But go. it's based on Gypsy, yeah. Gypsy Rose Lee. Like, Gypsy Rose Lee. It's, it's based Lee, yes. on. Well, everyone knows who that is. Of course. Yes. Of course. Gypsy. Yeah. Of course everyone knows. Yeah. Well, Famous I'm here. No, no, no more words needed. Um, yeah. Gypsy is from my experience, a very, it's a lot of people do it because it's a classic. It, you know, people want to go see the show. It's got great music. Yeah. Um, it's got kids. But I always struggle watching it as an artist because the, the actor who plays the older Louise has to play Louise from the time she's a teenager all the way through her burlesque career. career. So... Mm -hmm. That, that there's a young version of her when she's little, that's easy. And then, but I always think it's a really hard ask of an actor to make that transition from the teenager who's like, she's kind of a tomboy, like awkward. Um, she's a little shy. And then- That's a good role for like a 20s, you know, early 20s. Oh yeah, but then, but yeah, someone in their early 20s typically plays it, but then she has to make this transition to this like very confident, 
poised performer who speaks her mind and strips. Yeah. <clears throat> so <clears throat> it's a it's quite a character arc, and it I haven't I typically haven't seen it done perfectly. I I usually find the actresses that play it either play the young version very well and then can't transition to the older or vice versa. There's someone who does the older version very well, but they're not a very authentic, young, awkward teenager. So it's a hard... How much, how much skin do we see? Let's get to the real question. Oh, yeah. Keenan, do you actually... See... Not for an 11-year-old boy, huh? Uh, uh, enough that I, no. could, I could bring Keenan in the theater and people didn't give me dirty looks. Um, Obviously, it's a family show. So no. You don't see her. It's It's implied that she strips. The most it's ever done is you see her upper body and she uses the curtain to kind of cover herself. Right. It's done very tastefully. Without pasties. And there's no pasties. The, actually, the more um, inappropriate for kids are the um, the three other burlesque oh, performers yeah. that bump it with a trumpet. And uh, yes. They're, they're, but they're in a comedic way, but they're, yes. they're funny. It's funny. So, but um, Woodminster did a good job. My, my critique... Um, on Woodminster this summer is that, and I know why they're doing it, they're doing smaller shows because, you know, everyone's coming back from a post-pandemic yeah. era of theater and everyone's paying very close yeah. attention to their budgets and trying to survive. But the issue is Woodminster, I think what they do best is the big shows because it's this big open space and yeah, huge audience, a very huge stage. So when you do these, in, I think Gypsy is a more intimate show I agree. And also beautiful. I wanted it to be a smaller space so we could yeah. be closer to them and like feel like we were in the room. But that space just you can't create that because it's just open to the air. Yeah. yeah. So um well what well, Woodminster has to don't has to do with their lighting. They have to gradually add more lights if it's yeah. a night show. If yeah, if it's a night show. So it's going down? It, yeah, well, so when the show starts, there's not much it lighting. It was like a 7 o'clock show. Yeah. There was no lights in the but beginning. By act two. But then by, like, the end of the show, there were full lights. Full lights. It was, yeah. yeah. Again, beautiful space, especially when you're watching the sunset oh, yeah. behind the theater and really fun. Yeah. Um, But I I love Woodminster. I, I want them to survive many many more it years it felt like we were camping at it did act feel two. like we were camping at act two we had like our coach because it yeah. was really cold and we were sipping hot cocoa um quick shout out in beautiful beautiful um it's a jukebox musical oh, our favorite to talk about we're transitioning um it's all it's based on the life of carol king and it's all her music and my friend ashley hammonds played carol and she knocked it out of the park i don't know who Carol King is? You don't know who Carol King is. Ugh. Okay, well, has a, even a slightly larger idea about who Carol King is, but thank you for saying that, so I didn't have to. Keenan. Yeah, you didn't have to. Okay, but to. if you heard her music, like, um, well, beautiful, and then Natural Woman, um, I feel the earth move under my feet. Oh, okay, those sure. are all her. I'm you there. got a friend. Um, it's too late, baby. It's too late. Um. Up on the roof. I mean, okay. her catalog is long because she not only sang a lot of her own stuff, but she also wrote music for a lot of other artists. So there's like a crossover. Oh, that's cool. But um, you know that show obviously centers around her, and you mm -hmm. need someone who can play her. And my friend Ashley killed it. Um, 
Woodminster was really lucky to, to get Ashley. All right, so Woodminster, good job. Oh, okay. Excited Bash. to see what their season is next Bash. summer. Bash. Yeah. Um, All right, we got to yes. talk about Becoming Robin Hood before we introduce Becoming our guest. Becoming Robin Hood was, I thought, really good. What company did it, Keenan? Berkeley Playhouse. And it was very, it's very comedic, but I think it was really good. Shout out to our friends Tosca Maltzman and DC Scarpelli. Yeah, they were in it. They were yes. great. Um, I love seeing both of them on stage. Oh, yeah. It's obviously based on the story of Robin Hood with, like, kind of a little twist. Oh, yeah. Like um, the, with the sheriff and... Yeah. It was Red. good. Wait, I... What? What? If you, is that is the twist a spoiler? What's no, twist? it's not a spoiler. It's just sort of like a different... It adds its own, like, element to Robin Hood. And how he becomes Robin Hood. Honestly, this was this was the issue with the show. They had so many talented, uh, like, adults in that friends of ours that were in the show. The material, in my opinion, is not adult theater. It This is, like, the perfect piece for a children's company to put on. Um, so I think it's great that they are doing new work and putting it up on the stage. And they were, it was awesome to see it with such talented adults, but it just, it's, it's not, uh, I, in my opinion, the music and the book just aren't for adults. It's, it's, it's a children's piece. Yeah. It could be better. For children's theater. It'd be perfect for kids. Uh, explain that though. I mean, is it because it's not, it's, is it too like jokey? It's, it's too simple in my opinion. It's not super complex. It's like easy material to There's sort the of. evil sheriff and the hero who tries yeah, to save the day and doesn't. And it's based on kind of a children's story. Yeah. It would be better for children's theater. There's just not a lot of depth to the characters and the, or complexity to the music in my opinion. Yeah. We never get to the heart of why. It's not like the late is like where it's very serious and there's a lot yeah, of yeah. Well, adult theater doesn't have to be serious. It's more well, just the yeah, complexity yeah, yeah. of the material, in my opinion, yes. felt elementary compared to some of these other shows. Yeah, um, it's still a great piece. I just think it was done with the wrong age group. Okay. Anyway, today we have a good friend of Keenan's yes. on the show. So Keenan Herrera. Yeah, Kyle Herrera. Tell us about Kyle, who we're about to meet. Yes. Kyle is a third-year student studying musical theater and acting at CSUEB. His recent Bay Area credits include the Paris Falsettos, where he played Mendel, Tri-Valley Repertory Theater's production of Newsies, when he played Davy. His other favorite roles include Sunny Side's production of Trail to Oregon when he played Father, and Ray of Light's production of Annie where where he played Rooster, and also Sunny Side's production of Into the Woods Jr. where he played Jack. He has lived in San Leandro his whole life and is still currently residing there. For work, Kyle has been an after-school teacher at Joaquin Miller Elementary School for about five years now and loves every second of it. He also balances school before work and rehearsals after work, so it's quite obvious he enjoys staying busy. Hi! Hey, Kyle Herrera. How are you? I am doing awesome. 
Thank you so much. You are are officially our first guest yes. on the podcast. Super honored. <laughs> um, you know, this might come as a shock to you, Kyle, but I'm kind of an old lady. So um, all my friends in this business, um, you know, Keenan doesn't know and vice versa. So it's fun that we we picked, in my opinion, like a friend of Keenan's. <laughs> so Keenan, tell our audience, how how do you know Kyle? How do we know Kyle? Well, um, me and Kyle ha- are in our second show together. Um, I have seen Kyle perform and we've just done a lot of stuff together. <laughs> um, Kyle, what was our first show where you first met Keenan? Our first show was Newsies. I played Davey and Keenan played Les. Yes. Yeah. Uh, brother, brothers. Brothers. Brothers, brothers yes. Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Keenan and I went and saw Kyle this summer. This is part of our summer wrap up episode. Um, in falsettos at the pair and then keenan what are you guys currently working on we are currently working on kinky boots at berkeley playhouse kyle who do you i don't actually know who do you play in kinky boots i haven't seen so i actually play a lot of different characters i am the unhoused man i am the delivery man i am the uh simon senior i am Locke, who is a factory worker and then i'm the understudy for charlie Okay, I have seen some rehearsal videos, um, and I think you were understudying Charlie in the video, which that's awesome. I mean, everyone has understudies now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Are you, do you have a scheduled performance, or are you truly just an understudy in case something happens? Yeah, just an understudy in case something happens, yeah. Cool. That's such a great experience, though. Mm -hmm. Um, Keenan, why don't you start with our first question for Kyle? Okay. Um, did you know you'd be acting and doing this when you were like young or did it happen kind of much later? Um, no, I had no idea that I was supposed to be or wanted to be an actor when I was a kid. Um, I actually started in fifth grade, but I had no idea that like I was auditioning for a play. I've never seen a play. I've never seen a musical before. So one day my mom just like sent me into an audition room. I didn't know it was an audition room, had me sing a song. Um, and later I found out that I got cast as Tiny Tim in A Christmas Carol. Uh, I did not know what that meant because <laughs> I've never seen a musical, never seen a play, anything like that. So I was like, okay. Um, they had me read some lines. Obviously you go into the rehearsal process, reading lines, singing your songs, things like that. Um, And as I was doing it, I was like, hey, this is actually really fun. And especially the singing part. I was like, it's so much easier for me to express my emotion through singing. And so that kind of manifested into my later years where it's like, this is something that's really fun and is really exciting. And I really like being able to express myself in this format. So I didn't always know I wanted to be an actor until my mom forced me into a play when I was in fifth grade. So So your mom like knew this was an audition it wasn't just a spur of the moment so she like kind of sabotaged you and just like threw you in the room pretty much yeah (laughs) wow and it worked because that could have majorly backfired for her like from a mom perspective that could have backfired oh absolutely yeah I think it was just like the testing the waters things too because I did flag football I did soccer I did all the types of things but I guess theater stuck with me um so we saw you in falsettos this summer and it was my first time at the pair so I had never like seen anything there honestly and I feel bad saying this I mean I grew up in the East Bay but I never even knew about the pair um we were researching falsettos because Keenan had a call back uh yes. what two weeks ago a week 
It a was week? like a week ago. Um, a week ago for the production that's coming up at 42nd Street Moon. And I was like, oh, well, rather than explaining to Keenan what the show's about, let's just go see it. And we were excited that you were in it. <laughs> so um, how did you learn about the pair? And um, what was your experience working for that company? Yeah, so um, I actually just looked on a Facebook group. I was scrolling through the audition, seeing um, what like sounds interesting. And I've seen falsettos one time before, and I was like, huh, that would be such an interesting musical to be a part of because I've never been a part of anything like that. So I auditioned, um, and that's kind of how I found out what the pair was. I found out that it is a very small theater, and I was like, that's really interesting. I've Again, I've never worked in a instance where there was such a small theater. Um, super cool, though. Um, and yeah, with the pair specifically, um, it's just the people really make it special i think the people that work there um are so incredibly like focused so incredibly they're very knowledgeable about everything about the pair um they're super knowledgeable about everything and they put on so many responsibilities and they take on so many tasks but at the end of the day are still very like kind towards you i i always struggle with like whenever i get too busy or get too um when I have too many tasks to do, I might come off dismissive a little bit, but they're very, very kind, even though they have so much on their plate. So definitely, they're so understanding. The people at the pair really make the pair the pair. Um, and yeah, um, as for the kind of process of the entire show, um, obviously the cast was also incredible, um, especially with such a small amount of cast. As someone who struggles to kind of put myself out there, um, since there's only seven of us, I'm kind of forced into um, talking to them and things like that. But that's actually really, really helpful and actually made me realize, hey, this isn't as scary as you are supposed to think that it is, or it isn't as a nerve wracking as it's supposed to be because it's just normal conversation and they're all super kind and super understanding. So. Um, yeah, just my experience with the pair has been really wonderful. Everyone involved with the pair is just incredible. It was a cool space. I mean, if, for people who don't know, it's a, a black box, right? But I've heard we the setup for falsettos was sort of in the round, sort of. Um, but I heard it changes based on their show. Like, they move the yeah. set arrangements. Yeah, so. as when we uh, first got into the space, um, it was a typical... The, the chairs go down and then the stage is um, like normally you would see on Broadway or something like that. That's how it was. Um, and through the entire process, they were changing it to the um, stage that we had for falsettos. And uh, it was so interesting to see the process because it's like, yeah, they can mold it. They have done two on this side. They've done two on this side. They've done diagonal. It's really cool. All the things that they could do. Yeah. It's almost like a runway. You guys were almost yeah. like on a modeling runway. Um, and you couldn't hide. I mean, the audience was right there. I mean, we even saw you, like you waved to, you know, at, finally <laughs> at the bows, we like connected eyes and you were like, mm -hmm. oh, we were right there on the yeah. stage with you. So um, yeah, it was a really cool, cool spot. Why is it called the pair? Do you know? I do not. Um, I know they have a lot right of pair now. merchandise and stuff, but I don't know why specifically it's called the pair. Yeah. Hmm. All right, we'll do some research. We'll put it in the show yes. notes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm sure there's a reason, right? It's not. Yeah, of course. Um, thing. Yeah. Great. Cool. What was your favorite part about playing the psychiatrist Mendel? Mm -hmm. Um, my favorite part is that he 
is such an awkward character because that <laughs> matches my demeanor so well. It's so easy to play awkward for me. It's that because it comes so natural. Um, he's just so the things he says, the, the way he acts is just so awkward and weird. And I really love that about him. Uh, because it's just it's it's funny, it's very and also um it's it it's really interesting to be put in a comical character spot because I don't usually get like the comedy funny uh type of character so it was really interesting having to like be that and like be kind of the the center focus of that like the weird funny weird uncle that you have it's it was such a funny and fun experience so I would say my favorite part is just being able to connect to the character just the fact that he's just so awkward but also so like funny and those types of things definitely yeah, it's a great, I mean, the show starts with him as the psychiatrist, but then very quickly, he's in a relationship with his client. And yeah. I mean, that's like the opinion yeah. of the professional, right? Which, mm -hmm. but I, think that, um, I mean, Falsettos is such, such a well-written book. I mean, it's just, it's like, it it, oh, yeah. it feels like a novel. It feels really similar. I, maybe because we were kind of in the round too, it felt very similar to Fun Home in that mm. it's like this serious like family drama but it also yeah. has some lighter moments of humor that it's just I really like the piece yes. yeah um I just had a callback for falsettos about a week ago why do you think falsettos is being done now a lot throughout the bay area yeah so I actually have two answers to this question there's like the logical one and then the social one um so for logical for the reason we did the the show um, is because our director has kind of been chasing it for a while um like before COVID and obviously we wanted to do it before COVID but COVID and so it kind of manifested into when are we going to be able to do this when are we going to have the space when are we going to have these types of things until finally we we focused on the pair we focused on um we were able to get all the cast together and we were actually able to put on the show um now so that's kind of the logical reasoning but as for the social reasoning, it's like, especially right now with how much anti-Semitism is happening and just just all the hate that's being spread just in general, um, I think it's super important for us to just understand that we're all people. The show is very human. The show is very raw with emotion. Um, every single character expresses their flaws very vi vibrantly. They're very, very flawed people. So it's just letting everyone understand that we are all people we all have flaws we all have we all are the same underneath everything doesn't matter your religion doesn't matter your race doesn't matter your sexual orientation we are all people we all have flaws so i think falsettos just perfectly captures that and shows that like change is possible and just the overall just everything about the show is just so relevant to today that I feel like it's so important that we put the message out there that everyone has flaws everyone is the same and that should be it yeah yes. and that there is no like perfect family and like the t the typical family you know your family's what you make of it and who you love and bring into it it's it exactly doesn't have to follow some stereotype of what a family is who mm -hmm. you allow in your who you allow circle. in your inner circle and like yes. forgiveness too i mean i obviously yes. approach it from a much more adult perspective um you know being in a relationship like 
you know, it's crazy what they go through, that husband and wife. But, you know, I love the character of Trina. I mean, of course, Trina, because she's just so forgiving and she just loves her family so much that she's willing to accept, you know, her family being different from what she expected, I'm sure, going into that marriage. So, yeah, yeah exactly. Such a beautiful story. Oh, yeah. Um, it's interesting that you said they had it planned before COVID because I would... I would have guessed a lot of companies are doing this right now because it's small. It's a small cast yeah. and because um, there's the way it's typically done is with like a very minimal set. So mm -hmm. from my perspective, I'm like, oh, people are doing it because it's like a cheap show. The easy show, yeah. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe it's it's probably for all of the above reasons, right? Mm -hmm. Of course, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Um, so Kyle, uh, obviously Kinky Boots is next for you because you and Keenan are in tech this weekend. Mm -hmm. um, but like, I know you do so much. You're a teacher, you're an artist, you've been in the barrier your whole life, but mm. like, what is this next step for you? What What are your hopes and ambitions moving forward? Oh man, um, ultimate goal, the ultimate like number one goal is to be a teacher. I would say a fourth grade teacher is kind of my ultimate goal, but obviously I want to keep up the acting. Obviously I want to keep up the, um, just, being in theater i love being in theater and especially if i become a teacher i will be able to do my teaching in the day and then have the weekend and the afternoons and the evenings to do rehearsals so hoping that that dream comes true um and yeah just like future shows that i would like to do um i'm getting old i'm starting to grow wrinkles oh my God, don't even talk to me about kyle you can't <laughs> say that to me <laughs> Uh, it's are, like, okay, for people who don't know Kyle, he's closer to Keenan's age than he is my oh, age. So yeah. Kyle, you're young. <laughs> yeah, but I I really am hoping I get to play Jeremy or Michael in Be More Chill. That's one of my Gosh, that's, uh, roles. I love that Keenan's bucket list too, but he's, oh yeah, okay. yeah, my bucket so good. That's funny. Yeah. That's in his future, but you're aging out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah and then same thing for uh J jared and dear van hansen hoping praying get something like that i'll play evan um, van hansen in my future i think if, if the rights yeah. come out i think if the right rights get released that'll be done in the bay area i think it would do really well regionally yeah. absolutely yeah it's such a good show <laughs> oh, so you're like very in the contempt you love contemporary musical theater How any like old you know old school musical theater parts you're dying to play yeah well I did a, ca a cabaret for my school, uh, East Bay, and it was just a whole bunch of Rodgers and Hammerstein songs. So Cinderella, The King and I, um, Oklahoma, just singing a bunch of songs from those. So I kind of got my fill of Golden Age musicals from doing that show. It was just like, yeah. Um, you so, you're like, I'm done. <laughs> I, I think I think I'm, I think that's not the suitable. Oh, your voice, though. I mean, I I I've only heard you sing um, Davy and Newsies, but you have such like um, a beautiful quality to your voice. Thank so you so I, much. I hear you yes. singing Golden Age of Broadway, but but you have to love it to do it. So I get it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Appreciate that. <laughs> Awesome. Um, well, I'm excited to see you in Kinky Boots, you and Keenan. Yes, what, I'm getting excited. A little plug for Berkeley. I don't know if this will come oh. out in time, but um, okay. you guys open on September 8th or 9th? September 8th. Yeah. Ooh, September 8th. 8th. That is next week. So um, anyone wants to see Keenan and Kyle on stage, come see Kinky Boots at Berkeley Playhouse. Yes. And Kyle, I um, I wish we lived closer and you could be my our fourth graders, fourth grade teacher. 
Oh, what? Oh my goodness. We, um, we need new, we need amazing teachers. People like oh you have a passion for teaching. So that, that warmed my heart to hear you say that, but awesome. um, I'm sure we'll be in many shows with you in the future. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, So appreciate your time, especially going yes. into tech week and on your day off of school. So super fun to be here. It was an honor. Awesome. All right. Any final words, Keenan, for your buddy? I think so. Okay. <laughs> Thank All right, you. Kyle, have an awesome yes. Friday. Thanks, Bye. you too. Thank See you. See you later. All right. Yeah, we got to rank them. Um... All right, it's time, the end of our podcast. Mm -hmm. We like to go through our shows and we're ranking them. Now, we're not, we obviously can't see everything in the Bay Area. That's yep. not our goal. And when we are ranking them, this is our opinion. Yes. Okay, so, you know, take it for what it is. Yeah. All these shows were fantastic in their own right, but it's in our yes. personal opinion, which one we liked watching from the audience perspective best. So Keenan, okay. why don't you go? What's, so we so, saw, you saw four I shows. I saw four shows and I'm gonna put at number four, oh, they were all so good. Um, I'm gonna put Gypsy. It needed a, smaller, more confined space. I agree you want it to you. be a little more intimate. And okay. like you said with the Louise. Okay, next one. Next one. I'm gonna put Becoming Robin Hood. Okay. Great. Even though I it was really good. Yeah, and we had a lot of yeah. things in that. And then I'm gonna put Falsettos at number two. And Lamez at number one. Lamez Hard to compete with yeah. a national tour, right? Lay Miz is pretty pretty good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, my rankings, I'm gonna and I have five because I saw five shows. Whew. Okay, I'm gonna go Becoming Robin Hood. Okay. What? Yeah, I know it's hard. Um I'm then gonna put Gypsy. Okay. Just a, that's a hard one. I've seen it so many times. That's so fair. I'm that's fair. I'm comparing it to all the other productions, including the Broadway. That's fair. Um, then I'm gonna put, oh, I'm gonna put falsettos. Kyle's gonna be so upset with me. Kyle, Kyle understands. This is our opinion. And there's a lot of great theater in the Bay Area. Okay. This is a good problem to have. Ugh. Um, then I'm gonna put beautiful. Um, they, yeah. you know, beautiful gets points for me because I'd never seen it and they and did a great job. And then I gotta put Les Mis on yeah. my number one. It was just, it that it was, really it was the final note of Bring Him Home. Jean Valjean. That really stuck with yes. me. Yes. <laughs> so that's our ranking. Yes. Um, Bay Area, we, are, we already have been going to see theater for our next podcast. Yes. So our next episode, we are going to feature, um, we have already seen Bright Star. Yes. We have also and seen. In Castro Valley. The Hippies Trip. The hippest trip at ACT. Yes. And we're going to go see Cruel Intentions at Ray of Light. So yes. tune in next time those for those three, three shows and yes. maybe another special guest. We'll see who we're going to invite yes. to talk with us. All right. Thank you yes. for listening. This is Stage, Stage Notes, Notes Bay Area. Bay Area.